0: Good morning, Peter hey, Goughwood. How are you?
1: How are you? Hey, hey, Vanessa. How's it going? How's it to the listeners? It's going oh, really fabulous really? Friday morning.
0: Yeah, it's Good going morning. really, really well, and uh, yeah. I um, it's <laughs> we're going to be talking about cocktails, and um, but before we get to, to that, that, last week we spoke about cheesecake.
1: about cheesecake. Yes, yes, yes. You had to compete. Yes. How did it go? No, no, dismal. dismal. No, no, no You let the team down no, I know, I know
0: it? Well, the lady who won actually lives here in Somerset West as well And um, presentation People eat with their eyes first That's exactly where we just we fell down completely
1: Yeah Okay, but the question is How did your cheesecake taste? Though?
0: Very nice But I think I had like 5 milli You know, like a teaspoon of it Oh, okay So we're going to have to make it again Any excuse to make a cheesecake
1: well, uh, you'll have to send me photographs, and I'll, I'll, see, I'll see how we can give you some presentation tips for the next time round. <laughs>
0: no, definitely. I'll send you a picture, of the, a picture of, the of the winner and uh, mine, mine, and or Tim's. I don't know. Okay. You know, we've got to we've accept got to mutual responsibility mutual for, this for this one. This one. But um, presentation <laughs> definitely won the day. So yeah.
1: So <laughs> yeah. Oh well. But today uh, we're speaking we're
0: about, speaking about cocktails.
1: cocktails. Yes, we are indeed. Um, I have been very fortunate enough to spend the last most of it like, this week, Sunday, to years, to where are we now? To Wednesday, I'm losing track of the day. It's been of a heavy week. Um, judging the world-class uh, cocktail competition
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, with the top bartenders in the, top 10 bartenders in the country. And wow, what an experience. Um, I um, It's the fourth or fifth time I think I've done it over the last sort of 10 years. And it really is quite an extraordinary competition in terms of putting the bartenders through their paces. There's five challenges all told. The first one starts out, it's called the mastery and they have to, they have to be able to recognize drinks. So one of it's, there's a written test. They had to do a blind tasting of some uh, classic cocktails. And then they have a quite a difficult challenge, which is they have 50 tasting glasses of various different alcohols. Everything from lager, pale ale, red and white wines, dessert wines, then through every white, brown, spirit and a aperitif you can think of. I and mean, there's some really difficult stuff in there, like straga, which is a, a saffron liqueur, uh, kirschwasser. I mean, you name it, it's there. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is they go one after, you know, they, they pick, they've got a minute to two, three, to pick out three little glasses and then they have a 30 seconds to taste one and identify it. And if they get it right, they stay in. And if they get it wrong, they're eliminated till there's one man, one person left. And I tell you what, it went on and on and on. And by the time the guy won, there was only nine drinks left. So these guys know their stuff. And when you line up, you know, it's all very well. um, And especially if you've been tasting all day, and this is raw spirit at room temperature, very, very different. Your palate becomes very, very jaded. And when you look, and there's six white spirits you know you've got vodka gin uh white rum uh tequila um okay. and then you've got okay. eau de vie. so and then you line up, and now you're having to make the an distinction and call which one is which you really have to know your onions to get that right i mean it was i i tried to identify all the ones that were left over and I uh, didn't do particularly well. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just getting to know that. Then we have a, they have a speed round. So here, this was where they really put to the test about their kind of, you know, the acumen behind the bar. They had uh, eight minutes to make 10 drinks. So they have to shake and pour 10 cocktails from scratch in eight minutes. And I tell you what, Eight minutes is not very long. And it's in 10 different glasses with 10 different garnishes, the works. And that was quite something. The sort of top three guys who came to that would actually, I was blown away uh, by just the quality of the drinks that we got, let alone how meticulously and how neat they worked. But clean bar surfaces, because there's, there's a panel of four judges, um, two of which are previous winners. Um, and the guys are meticulous about spillage and about wiping surfaces and chilled glasses and spilling. And it's, it's quite, it's not a, so 10 minutes is not a lot, or eight minutes is not a lot of time. Um, the, the other challenges they had to pair, uh, that was one that I was quite involved in. I, I organized, I did some food. They had to do a, a cocktail and canapé pairing. We made three little canapés for them and then they had to, they had 40 minutes. To come up with a, a drink to pair with one of those canapes we did what did we do we did like a it was a, a yellow tailed ceviche uh, lots of kind of coriander mayo and lots of fresh lime and coriander and chili so nice kind of almost bright fresh and almost sour flavors then they had um uh, like a little almost like a spanish paella kind of inspired um canapé which was which is like a fried saffron risotto ball with a little crisp shard of, of chorizo and a, and a prawn that had been fried in smoked paprika and then the third dish was one of my favorites was uh it was like a barbecue pork belly long slow cooked pork belly with this beautiful rich sweet and savory um uh, a barbecue sauce and then had corn with it, a little bit of corn puree and some sauteed little corn kernels so they had to th- those three and actually it was quite interesting because the best drinks we got of the entire competition were the ones that had the least time. With. You know, sometimes I think when these guys prepared, because they know the challenges in advance. Mm. Um, so they're able to prepare. Um, and, um, the one where they didn't know what they were gonna there, all they knew was a food and a food and cocktail pairing they had no idea what to expect, what they'd be working with. Um, and they had 40 minutes to come up. And those were the best drinks of the, of the whole competition was when they had the least time, but the final round was probably my favorite. Um, the guys were tasked with building a pop-up bar so they were given they were all, they, they were given an actual physical bar structure but they had uh, they had a budget and they had 24 hours to actually make a bar happen they had to do four drinks for 120 people um, but they had to come up with a menu they had to print a menu they had to decorate their bar and there had to be a theme um, and the theme had to run through the drinks and through the presentation and they were judged as much on the theme and whether or not that theme was projected and they projected themselves to that theme as well as the actual drinks themselves. So it was um, quite, quite amazing. I mean, the drinks, just the, the caliber of drinks. Now, the winner of this competition goes on to represent South Africa oh, in Sydney fabulous, in fabulous. October. Um, they have a, a world class championship. So 50 bartenders from around the globe compete. Um, and we, we, know what the, we know what the challenges are for, um, for the international competition. So we try and mirror those and, on the local level so that the guys are already in that mindset, mm. um, that they know what to have to prepare because the level we hosted the actual world championships here in, I think it was 2000 and I think 2018 and watching the top guys in the world, it's a whole other level. I mean, it's just yeah. mind numbing the expertise that you just there was this one guy stood out in Australia I think he came third and he had this fabulous presentation of this drink and what what he bought with him he was called the stealth bomber this um this drink that he'd made and it was it was black and had I don't know it was I can't remember what I had in it, minute it, it was like a dark almost a black drink mm. but the finishing off thing was he bought with him um like a little, looked like a metal coaster, it's a little thicker than a normal coaster, but it was a square metal. And what we didn't realize, it was a magnet. And underneath the glass, he had a thin disc, which was also a magnet, but they were both the the same polarization. So They were both positive, so they mm. repelled each other. So what he did is when he finished his presentation, he puts his drink down on this metal pad, and this stealth bomber is just suspended in midair. It's just there. There's just this... this two centimetre gap between the glass and this toaster and everyone just was like I and mean, we were just there was silence but done. he just suspended his drinking with midair. Yeah. and it wasn't after yeah. he explained the magnets and how it worked that was said, on your Instagram was, page uh, no that one That one, unfortunately isn't oh, uh, okay. that we, didn't, okay. uh, we didn't think <laughs> but you know the level of drinks are astounding what was really really cool was we had uh, one of the challenges was uh, paying homage to your heritage. So each of the barmen had to present a group serve, which is basically they have to do a pouring of four cocktails for the four judges um, and tell us a little bit about themselves where they came from. And man, did we get some, some really, really cool kind of, I mean, obviously they're using international brands, but we had a guy... Who drew on from his from from cousin Lutero, who got up in full Zulu regalia, and wow. we were drinking these beautiful things. That was that was a, a his rift on unkbuthi, you know, which he, yes, which he made. Yes. He, he clarified, he, he got some unkbuthi, and he clarified it so it was like a clear milky. And he made um, a corn. He 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 cooked a whole lot of corn, and he made a, a, a sweet corn juice. This cocktail was just unbelievable because it had this kind of. Sound is from the and it had that kind of that amazing sort of mouthfeel from the from the from the corn that he'd done and it was a, a shot a beautiful shot of uh, of uh, johnny walker gold whiskey in it. and it was just and we drank out of these beautiful traditional gourds the guys one guy did a riff on his portuguese heritage and it was a, a variation of You um, but but he he'd made own red wine vinegar and he finished it off with this he topped up this drink with a with this this soda for want of a better word that was had this but bana- not unbelievable bana- done was he roasted uh, banana skins wow
0: wow that's very that's very, very, very very interesting
1: Sure, very and it was just this you know sometimes you get the banana flavoring things and it's it's a terrible terrible taste because it's such an artificial flavor but this had this kind of smoky, rich banana kind of vibe going on. We had no idea. I mean, it would explain that how he roasted banana skins to make this drink was just it was just off the charts. You know, so oh, I was I mean, I was astounded. Of course I think I picked up two kilograms this week just because of all the sugar and all the drinks. But that's <laughs> another story for another day, you know. One has to suffer for one's you know, one's calling.
0: Absolutely. absolutely, I. Um, um, it sounds absolutely sounds extraordinary. extraordinary, and, the one, and the one with the the, 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 um, yeah, magnets, the magnets and things like things that, that really, really is really fascinating. fascinating. And, uh, and I want to know from you know, before, before I let you, let you go. Winter cocktails, because weather's going to get winter cold weeks. on Sunday.
1: Sunday. Yeah, no, look for me. Winter cocktails don't necessarily have to be uh, uh, warm, although they can be. For me, winter cocktails are what what we are what we call spirit-forward cocktails. Mm. So that aren't diluted with, you know, juice and syrups and stuff. So things like um, uh, a Negroni, for example, which is equal parts gin, uh, Campari, and, and dry vermouth. So that is just that's basically what you're looking for. Is is you want the drink to be cold, but you don't want it to be diluted. So it's not the kind of it's the kind of drink that's stirred rather than shaken. You know, when when you're shaking something, you're trying to dilute it. So you want yes. the ice to break down and dilute the drink because the drink can be quite strong. Mm. So with spirit-forward drinks, which you want for the winter, oh, 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 you want very little dilution. This is where you see the, the 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 bartenders today. They have these sexy massive blocks of ice, like the big the round balls. You can buy the mould in 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 most uh, 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 um, like yuppie chef places. You can buy these little rubber moulds where you make these big and the reason uh, for it is not because it just looks all sexy and cool yes. because they melt very slowly because if you think of surface area of lots of little um, ice blocks it melts very very quickly uh, so when you want a drink to stay cold but not get diluted you use these beautiful big and uh, often they make from clear ice and and watching these guys make the stuff from clear ice is quite a thing they will take um, a cooler box or a large, a large you can do it in your own freezer but it works if you've got a walk-in freezer you take something like a, a cooler box you fill it with water and you leave it over nice. And as it starts to, as it starts to solidify, um, we work that we, so before it gets crystallized, so, so mm. sorry, I'm done. I'm all over. <laughs> you look at normal block of ice. It's not clear. It's got <clears throat> little white shards and stuff through it. And it's almost opaque. Yes. that's a lot of the oxygen that's trapped in the ice when it really freezes. So the whole idea, when you make your own ice, is before it gets that solid, you take it out and you have this, it's almost like clear glass. Wow. And then because you don't have those imperfections, it takes longer for it to, to melt. Same. And then the guys cut little squares out of it. And that's what you have these big chunks in your glass. And what that does again is it keeps the drink cold, but it doesn't dilute it. So those spirit-forward drinks like uh, Manhattan's or uh, Old fashioned, mm. those kind of spirit-forward drinks that are very, very w- w- wintry in the orientation, then you get the full the full the full richness of the alcohol and without diluting it fantastic a bit long-winded there but sorry
0: no, no, it's very interesting because I've often wondered about those beautiful, I've, I saw something recently yeah. with this big round ice block and I wondered why, I th- I really just thought it was for pretty, but obviously not, there's yeah. a lot of a lot more science behind it. I wanted to say yeah. to people, this competition that you attended, if they go onto your Instagram feed, which is, uh, what's it, Peter, Peter GW,
1: uh, Pete GW. Yeah, Pete GW, yes.
0: They can go and see some of the photographs because when I saw Pete yeah. post, post the photographs, I said to him him i sort of sent him a message i said i trust we're going to be speaking about cocktails today and he said of course so uh, (laughs) that's where the conversation comes from pete yeah i think that uh, we can enjoy some of the cold ones tonight and tomorrow and then from sunday we start heading into the warmer ones but thank you so much that was very interesting i'm certainly going to i think i respect bartenders so much especially people who see it as an art which i think a lot of Mm. them
1: do Definitely, yeah, almost definitely. I mean, it relates a lot to to cooking. You know, if you see the kind of prep these guys do, the kind of little bits and pieces, these little infusions and teas and stuff they make to be part of their drinks. You know, it's the kind of thing that you spend six or eight hours before service. Two hours is just serving drinks. It's the it's the prep that goes into yeah. it, and as a chef, I can I can really appreciate the kind of work that goes into these yeah. drinks.
0: Absolutely fantastic, fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for that. We'll chat again next Friday, and um, certainly will. Fantastic, Peter Goff-Wood, pinch of salt. Thank you so much.
1: Fantastic, excellent stuff, Vanessa. Cheers, guys. <laughs>